Hello, and welcome to The Trial of Dungeon World, an actual play podcast from the RPG Academy. I am Michael, and this is The Trial of Dungeon World, episode number two, Drop That Beat. In our last episode, our PCs fought off a sandstorm, and then on their way to the tower where we were about to find Elfetta, or who we hoped to find, we had a gargantuan sand monster, sandworm thingy, erupt out of the ground nearby and make our life difficult. So in this episode, we find out how, if at all, we resolve those two crazy situations. Here is The Trial of Dungeon World, episode number two, Drop That Beat. Malthrin would like to discern realities and see if I can figure out a pattern to these pyres moving around so that we don't keep just running in circles. Mm, okay. Yeah, there might be a pattern. That's actually um, a good point. There might be a pattern. Um, I'm sorry. Can I speak to them while I'm in wild shape, or am I just making animal noises? Everyone check their character sheet if they speak camel. <laughs> That's a good question. That is a very good question. And by the way, Yellowmane, you feel with your camel senses that when you gave a howl of frustration, it carried through the sand. You know, you you know that camels have been able to communicate with each other over long distances. You don't know if anyone has heard your plea, but mm. uh, you do know that your howl of frustration has traveled through the sand. We'll see if anything comes of that. Bouncing off the glass of the sandstorm, maybe. Exactly. So you guys, and you know that camels have an ancient history of communication through the long desert sands. So I'll leave that for you to uh, consider. And I have been lucky enough to find some wind that has actually desert in it. Desert wind. So that should come up in a minute. Now, the uh, sandstorm, uh, sand uh, worm, reaches out towards you, yellow mane, and it gives a huge bellow of of rage and intensity and this every time it rages this particular tower lights up glows it is now bearing down on you yellow mane your your party is in sandstorm um you're going to have to do something quick or you're going to be sandworm food what do you do uh okay so i got Malthorn riding on me. <laughs> uh, I and the other two are holding on to me in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say, if I can't speak to them while I'm a camel, that I have to just uncamel and and be like, okay, guys, get ready. The worm's about to hit the fan. Okay. Um. You asked me about speaking camel, and I think I missed that question. Um, you can speak. You can attempt to speak to this thing. Oh. Um, I, so if you do, what do you do, and how do you do it? Well, it, I'm 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 gonna try to say that I would like to just get by, and that we are just humble travelers uh, who enjoy nice music. Do you enjoy nice music? <laughs> interesting. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so we did say that the um that the this the sandworms are lulled by music. 
So let's see what the sandworm does in response. Camel raises his mouth and he, I'm, I'm going to say that he chomps down his, his mouth and head chomp down on you, Shadowmane, and you, Maltheran. So it's like he has, he hasn't chomped you, he hasn't chewed you, he's just down on you. You can try and keep singing, but you are now encased in the mouth of a sand uh, worm. The good news is that the storm outside that is raging is now completely quiet in here. And you see the rows of sort of superimposed teeth and whatnot, and you can keep humming if you'd like. Yes, but at this point, can we see what's going on from... Rowan and Connor, what you see is um, the you see suddenly out of the storm, because you can see the camel in front of you, and you can see Maltheran, and suddenly out of the storm, you see a cam huge camel, I mean a huge sandworm, come down and encase the camel and Maltheran. And you you have heard before that, you heard uh, the camel kind of and talking in some sort of camel language. You know, and whatnot. And then all of a sudden you hear that still, except it's muffled. And there is now a large sandworm on top of you guys. The wind is blowing incredibly. Um, I am going to say that for you and Rowan, I'm going to mark that you are. So these are debility cards that you are going to use. And I'm going to say that you are a little bit shaky or confused. Uh, I will choose shaky on this one. So this is the debility card for Shaky. I want to thank Mike Weem for these cards. He did a great job. Um, you can uh, check out his website. I think it's theweem.com. Yeah, it's on the card. So, gentlemen, you two are both Shaky. Take negative one to any dexterity rolls that you make until I declare that you are no longer Shaky. And you can now tell me what, Rowan what, and Connor, what do you do to try and fight off this thing that has just swallowed up your friends? Uh, Connor would immediately rush over and attack it. Okay, roll hack and slash, Connor. How are, wait, uh, describe to me how you were attacking it. Um, well, he already had his uh, shield out previously, so he would grab his mace from his belt, uh, take a couple uh, long strides over the sand. Of course, he's a little bit uh, shaky in his footing, but he'll make it there and just swing with all his might at uh, whatever face of the sandworm he can get to. Okay. Connor, you swing with all your might. Roll hack and slash. Um, you hear still, Shadowman? Are you still singing inside this thing? Yeah, I'm still. Did I'm I say Shadowman? I meant Yellowman. Yellowman, are you still singing inside this thing? I'm still humming away. Okay, you notice that this thing starts to sway in time with your hum. It gives a beautiful shuddering shake. It's almost like it's dancing, keeping you on top of it. Mouth Aaron. You are inside this this shadow worm. I mean, shadow worm. Um, uh, sandworm, and um, it is. And you notice, yellow mane, that it begins to give a hum, as well too, to your uh, to and a matching hum to what you're doing. Rowan, what are you doing? As soon as I saw Connor, my ally, attack, I would go to support him and also attacking. Okay, Just so that is would. a move. You have triggered a move. That is uh, def uh, defend, I think it is. <laughs> You've triggered a move. What the heck is it? Um, I'm, don't ignore that roll. Yeah, defend. So, um, so go ahead and roll defend. And also, Connor, um, you have rolled a six. As you can see on this move, if you ever roll six or less, mark XP. So head over to your character sheet 
and put a 1 in the XP box at the top of the sheet. Done. All right, Connor. When you attack an enemy in melee, roll plus your strength. You rolled a 6. So this is what happens. Unfortunately, your attack, due to the, the wind and the noise and the glass slicing at your face, it's difficult to see. And because you are also shaky as well, too, your attack flies wide. It's as if it didn't even touch him. It's as if your weapon just moves right through it, doing no damage whatsoever, and he doesn't even notice you. It's as if he's ignoring you completely. Rowan, you are defending. At this current moment, you rolled a 10. So for a 10 plus, you're going to get a hold 3. I'm going to put a hold 3 on your token. And by the way, dear Mr. Camel, you have spent a hold. So you're now down to one hold before you change to a back end because uh, you use that hold to stay steady during the storm. And then I will let you use another hold for some other move as a camel um, if you wish to make it. Rowan, uh, you have three hold to spend. As long as you stand in defense, when you are the thing you defend is attacked, you may spend hold. One for one, choose an option. So go ahead and spend one hold to define how you are helping Connor. You can choose from one of these four things. Uh, all right, I'm going to uh, redirect the attack from the thing that uh, I defend to myself. Okay, so you go ahead and describe how you do that so I can describe how the sandworm responds. Yes, as as uh, Connor ran up to attack the sandworm, uh, Roan ran up after him, uh, taking out his, his large metal shield and spear, and uh, seeing the sandworm respond and, and attack back into Connor, I, uh, uh, you know, of course, Connor has to expose himself around his shield a bit to attack, and so uh, using my shield with, with uh, most of my might, I will come in and, and fill in the gap in his shield with my body and shield myself. Awesome. The sandworm, one eye, it has these, it has more than one eye. It has, like, 12 arrayed around its face and it's and when I say I like I said this is kind of a superimposed sand being type thing it's made out of sand like I said but it still has a kind of uh, eyes rolling around in its head and those eyes were closed and it was enjoying extravagantly feeling the music thrumming inside of itself and suddenly one eye opens notices you Rowan reaches a tail around its slithering tail and attempts to smack you as hard as it can around your back, just coming around, whipping around. And I will denote that with the map here. And the tail comes around, the head swivels, Maltheran and Yellowmane are still inside. The, um, the uh, tail whips towards you. You can respond, Rowan. Uh, I'm, I'm going to shield myself to the best of my ability and take the impact. All right. I would like you to defy danger by enduring. Rolled a 10. Awesome. That is great. You actually have the green denotes in that you rolled... Um, Successful style. Yeah. Yeah. You rolled a... I forget what they call it. Like a, uh, But you rolled a, a 6 in one of your rolls. So, um, he is defying danger by enduring. So he's going to hold still with that, rolling a 10. Um, what he sets out to do, does uh, the threat does not come to bear. So, as you stand there and the wind is going around you and your companion, 
your wizard companion is next to you trying to uh, to take care of the himself as well too the uh, tail whips out and starts to slam towards you you bear its brunt and it makes no damage towards you 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 fall a little bit into the arms of your wizard companion but otherwise you are able to stand steady the tail and frustration Can I swoon a little bit too while while I'm falling into the arms of my <laughs> yes. wizard companion <laughs> <laughs> you can swoon. I love swoons. I'll let out a churlish giggle as I get up while I'm at it. <laughs> <laughs> Maltheran, your companion, swoons into your arms and churlishly giggles. I'm going to... Not Maltheran. Wrong, wrong person. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Connor. Connor. I thought it came through the body. I was like, oh, he got smacked through the mouth. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also thought I was swooning into the wizard's inside of the... Uh... The, the the snake. That's okay. Well, I probably wouldn't swoon for Connor. Oh, okay. Yeah, the wizards are actually and in, still inside the, the sandworm's mouth. And uh, Yellowmane, I assume that you are still crooning away for all your worth, but you're gonna have to find some way to get out of this. Mouth Aaron, what do you do? I do want to try to harmonize with the camel because I've noticed that this seems to be having a positive effect, and we haven't been eaten yet or devoured so i want to try to add my uh, musical talents with his maybe even take and like use the hump like a little bit of a drum and kind of get a little beat going <laughs> all right that's excellent so there is uh you guys connor and rowan you hear a beat come up just barely audible over the sandstorm and also could, could you describe the relative fatness of this particular beat <laughs> it's a super fat beat. Would, would we go does, so does far? Does that exceed the threshold say, for dope? I'm I'm not really clear on. Uh, would we go so far as to say that Maltheran dropped it like it's hot? Have we gone it's to the that desert? Extreme? I believe the only way you can drop it is as though it were hot. Because it very is true. So what what is this beat on on the scale of fat to wicked? Wait, wicked is not the appropriate term. Sorry, I'm mixing genres in my slang. Fat to ill? Yeah, there you go. From fat to ill. I don't know, are we at a five or a six? We turned it up to 11, baby. It's up to 11. (laughs) Are you guys turning it up to 11? I'm putting that in the story. Oh, it's up to 11. All right, so... I'm now humming at 11. Let me me tell you the type of beat that that might, just might be going on inside this camel. Hmm. I'm going to turn it up. I'm going to turn it up. I'm going to turn it up. <laughs> That's a sexy camel sandworm beat. Oh yeah. <laughs> We're all you up guys, in this camel. If you guys are listening to this and the podcast, you should see these guys. They're all bouncing and laughing. <laughs> we are dancing to the best extent that four white males can dance. To I expect wonderful you guys group. to rate me as a GM afterwards, and I want to get some extra points for this. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. I told you I have you all know. I want to. I want to dance off once. So, <laughs> Maltheran, do you actually break out some moves inside the sandworm? Now, remember, there are. There is. It's pretty disgusting in here. There's. Um. First of all, incredibly bad breath. It smells like an Egyptian tomb that has not been aired out for centuries, which of course is what an Egyptian tomb would be. And um. It and and it got a bad case of mold. There's also 
dripping over your heads from this thing's kind of what do you call that thing in the back of your throat that hangs down the uvula uvula and dripping down from the uvula of this thing is kind of a uh, uh, you know filled it's like imagine like somebody took like the worst like loogie and hawked it out and then rolled it in a bunch of sand and then stuck some like really sharp glass pieces in there <laughs> and that's now you got more disgusting the more you talked <laughs> so that's going on inside there so you guys are boogieing away but maltharen you feel a globulate of slime come down and hit you on your shoulder and your ear and go fl just sliding down your your armor you are now slimed there's no penalty to that um it's just that i get to now put a slime logo on you let's see what it'll be <laughs> he slimed me do you feel so funky right now i, I feel <laughs> i feel so funky right now okay so you are slimed oh, also have some bacon oh, by my perfect head. Where'd you see that snail from? That's awesome. I didn't see that. Oh, yeah, snail, snail, slime. Okay. <laughs> okay, so you're slimed. Thank you for that, Rowan. And I'm going to go back to Rowan and Connor. Now, do either of your characters have particularly attuned hearing? I don't know if I would say Connor has particularly attuned hearing, but he's not a dumb guy. So, okay. context clues. Is this relative to the fighter you're not a dumb guy? Yes. We take offense to that. Uh, <laughs> from context clues, if he if he heard the noise and kind of picked up on the fact that the worm might be moving in tune with that, maybe he can intuitively put two and two together. <laughs> All right. So um, so yeah, you guys have put two and two together. So Connor and Rowan, you guys are paying so much attention to the. Uh, sandstorm and the, and what's going on in front of you that you do not immediately notice. <laughs> notice the horde of rescue camels? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you jerk. You get out of my head. You do not immediately notice the three female camels. Oh, yeah. My harem. <laughs> my camel harem. That is the actual term. You're welcome. <laughs> I have never heard a player say the words, yes, my camel harem, <laughs> until today, and now my life is pretty much complete. <laughs> yep. It's all downhill from here. It's like, <laughs> good times, gentlemen. This is good times. <laughs> now I've typed it, so now everyone can see it. And you notice one particular camel, this one here? Is full with child, and um, I remember and she. Perhaps yellow mane. You, I don't know. Is this your first time turning into a camel, or have you, perhaps? And, we'll just and, leave that up to the imagination. Okay. <laughs> These three camels come running. Um, you can't see them yet. The sandstorm is still moving through. I'm going to move the sandstorm now, uh, because it's it's not just sitting over top of you. It's moving. Um, it's moving through, and. Uh, I am going to also randomly pick one of you guys, Rowan or Connor. You guys can't just stand in the sandstorm without taking some kind of um, ongoing damage. You're, you're continuing to protect yourself, but we are talking glass that gets into eyes and ears and whatnot. So I am going to have both of you guys who are outside the sandstorm roll 1d4 again. And you guys are still shaky. 
Connor, out of the corner of your eye, through the sandstorm, you see a peer howling and bellowing for all it's worth and her zest and desire to get towards the object of her affection. You see a large female camel, quite an attractive camel, actually, uh, coming towards you. Connor and Rowan, what do you do? Ooh, you know, as, as attractive as the camel may be in an abstract sense, I, uh, you know, there seem like they're more pressing matters. I, I believe I'm going to, well, we, we said that we had worked out two and two equals four. There's fat beats coming from inside the yes, window, right? Yes, you have. Is there any way for us to uh, fight with the beat, to both contribute to the beat and damage the worm? Yes. Yeah. Um, just describe how you do that, and I will tell you if it triggers a move. All right, then. That I, I believe I'm, I'm going to, uh, you know, step, step, bash spear into shield, step, step, bash spear into shield, step, step, oh, stab the worm, in, yes. step, step, bash spear into shield, that sort of thing. Um, at this, as your shield hits this large sand beast, you feel a sense of, you, you feel something underneath the sand. It's like as your shield connects to the sand, the sand solidifies into something that you can actually hit. Your shield hits it, and two things happen at that moment that your shield hits. The first thing that happens is that this glass tower that has been twinkling in front of you suddenly disappears. Son of a... (laughs) (laughs) And the towers switch again. Actually, three things happen. The next thing that happens is that the worm, our friendly worm, it takes yellow mane and mouthrin in its mouth, clamps its mouth shut, and disappears into the sand, taking yellow mane and mouthrin with it. Wow. And then a third thing happens. This camel cow, noticing the sudden disappearance of the um, sensation she felt through the sand through her feet, and these other two camels notice as well, too. And <laughs> Yellow Mane said, we split the party. I just broke a huge GM rule. I don't care. I'll do it again. I don't care. It's basically <laughs> our team's motto. <laughs> Except we don't have a team because we're never together. <laughs> we're not a team. We're a war band. War band. <laughs> we're a loosely affiliated arrangement of states. You know, it's, it's like a city-state system. Think We're, we're Greek, really. <laughs> Rowan and Connor, Connor and Rowan, what you see are as a camel come flying into the storm, bellowing for all she's worth. And as Yellowmane, Maltharen, and the, and the sand uh, worm disappear, flying into the sand, he goes shoving down the sand, his tail slithering and disappears underneath, and a huge hump heads off in this direction. His, the hump of sand uh, slithering underneath, and you see the hump and the dunes shifting as he slithers away. The cow, the camel gives a bellow of rage, desperation, and upset. This camel, yes, like that. And it's just like if she just said, my man, my man, just goes wandering. And this camel is so upset that she lays down on the ground. And you know that she is beginning to give birth. I turn to you gentlemen now. What do you do? 
Maltheron and Yellowmane, I'm going to have you sit off to the side for a little bit there because you're just in the camel's mouth. You can choose to do something if you want, and if you do, whisper it to me, and I will respond. Rowan and Connor, you have a birthing camel in front of you, a sandstorm raging around you. You are taking a little bit of damage here and there from the uh, glass, even though you're trying to protect yourself, and the tower has just moved. What do you do? Uh, I'm going to look over at my compatriot and say, well, shit. <laughs> the cow uh, gives a the birthing cow gives a low low and which is camel forgive me some drugs. <laughs> what are the other two non in labor camels doing? This one here is kind of running around in circles of distress and distraught and looking in the direction of where the sandstorm where the sandworm took off. Kind of over here. This one here is going up and nuzzling gently on the birthing cow and murmuring to her. And then occasionally looking at where the baby cow should be coming. And then looking back and saying something in cow that's a camel that sounds very much like push. <laughs> well, if, if one of these camels kind of seems to want to go where our friends went with the sandworm, uh -huh. I'd say we, uh, we grab that camel and jump on and, and ride away. We hope that the that the Yellowtail's camel magnetism will once again attract this horny she camel to it. Yes. Yeah. Let's go. All right. So you guys attempt to jump on that camel. Let me let you know what happens. So you guys jump on the back of the camel, and it's as if your energy, your desire to find your friends, infuses in the camel. Her eyes start rolling around, and she just takes off bat out of hell, running across the desert, following the rippling leftover trail of the sand worm and the leaving the two cows birthing behind as you guys run off on the camel the birthing cow gives a a low moan of distress as if to say don't leave me here but you know she's birthed them before she can do it again and the tower comes into view there's no sign of the sandworm just yet, and I'm going to now switch over to our friends inside the sandworm and ask Maltheron and Yellowmane, what are you doing? The, all of a sudden, the mouth of the sandworm clapped closed, taking you up with it. So you're actually sitting in a pile of sand that it closed up its mouth around, and you're jostling along like this. <laughs> Yeah, basically. <laughs> and it seems to not be paying too much attention to your uh, attempts to sing. There's sand flying all around. There's goop flying around. You guys are being jostled around like you're being in a in a in a in a, a thing that's flying through the the. You know, I've I've never heard anyone successfully, uh, you know, perform a, yo a yodeling practice within a sand creature. In the middle of a sandstorm, I admire you guys for trying to keep your mouths gaping open and sucking air in and out while you're surrounded by extremely uh, tiny particles of glass. Uh, that takes. We courage. haven't been in the sand. We haven't been in the sandstorm since we got engulfed. So poo poo on you, sir. <laughs> poo poo on you. That's true. That is very true. By the sand monster. Oh yeah, much safer. You're gonna have far less <laughs> well, sand. Long. That has yet to be seen. This sand monster is actually my best friend in disguise. You'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
Yeah, you right, tell Steve? them. <laughs> Steve Sand Monster says, "Yeah, what up?" <laughs> uh, okay, so the sandworm comes to a sudden stop. It sits there, sort of vibrating, and um, it makes no move to eat you. It just sits there. What do you do? Well, what I would like to try to do is use prestidigitation, one of my cantrips. Is, I'm reading over, it says that I can clean it, soil it, warm it, flavor it, or change its color. I basically want to see if I could do something that would be like an irritant to the uvula. Yeah. Flavor you guys to, make it to taste bad like and have this thing sne- vomit you back out? Pretty much, yeah. I want to get sneezed out of this thing like, at the speed of sound. Awesome. Um, I was wondering if one of you were gonna was gonna come up with some way to make yourselves distasteful or something. I was hoping that you, as the camel Matthew, would just like just keep spitting steadily down its throat <laughs> until it gets. <laughs> Watch out! They spit. <laughs> All right, that is prestidigitation, and um, you can go ahead and just cast that. I don't remember. I haven't played a wizard before. I just have to remember how you cast stuff. It, it's two d six plus my intelligence, which is three. Okay. So um, you can go ahead and just ro- click the die button under your intelligence on your character sheet, or you can click the 2D6 and add three, or you can type it in like you did. <laughs> uh, there we go. Okay. So I so, got a nine. So uh, let me also just quickly check your um, Maltheran uh, spell book, cast a spell. When you release a spell, oh, on a 10 plus and 7 to 9, the spell is cast, but choose one. So go ahead and choose one. I will say that I have forgotten the spell okay. until I prepare them again. Okay. So um, what do you do with your prestidigitation? Uh, describe that. I'm going to basically focus my energy on the uvula and uh, make it like vibrate and get warm, which would be a very uncomfortable situation yes. or possibly pleasant. I don't really know. But either way, I'm hoping that the mouth will come open and we can get out. Okay. So uh, you do this, and the camel, I suppose, watches carefully on <laughs> as this is, is this is going on. Uh, and you gather your energy together, and this is what happens. What happens is called patui. Yes. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> all right. So uh, what happens is the body starts to shudder and vibrate and... Mm, do this, you know, like, um, I don't know, um, undulate, undulate, that's the word I'm looking for. And uh, suddenly the mouth opens. And yes, it does spit you out, but because the sandworm is resting comfortably underneath the sand, you are spit directly into the sand. In other words, it doesn't lift its head up out of the sand and spit you out. No, 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 no. It opens its mouth up, sand falls in, and it coughs you right out. So you are now approximately, let's say how tall this is, maybe about four feet under sand. The mouth is still open, so you can choose to dive back into the mouth, or you can choose to try and get up out through the sand as quickly as possible. Uh, and this is a um, timed event, so I'm going to give you a very short period of time to decide. Otherwise, you will begin to take damage for losing uh, air. The, uh, the wild shape, I have to go back to my original form to change shape again. Or can I go from one um, to the I don't know. That's a good question. I'm not sure. Let me see if I can find out really quickly. At any time, you can spend all your hold and revert to your natural form, and then you can shapeshift again. So you can, you'll re- go back to your natural form, but 
then you can quickly shapeshift back to something else. Then what I would like to do is shapeshift back to my form, which would give us a little bit more room because a camel is big and a, I am less big. Yes. And then I would like to quickly shapeshift into a large, angry dwarven badger and dig dig upward. Because I believe a badger... <laughs> Perfect. I believe a badger <laughs> okay. would know where it is in the ground, so it would know that up is up, down is down, and which way is up. Very smart thinking. You change into a... Ba well, actually, go ahead and roll your shapeshifting, which is... Okay, so go ahead and roll plus your wisdom. All right, you get three hold for a badger. Your moves that you can use, which you're using one now, so I'm going to subtract one hold so you now have two, is um, to sense wherever you are. You have an unerring sense of uh, sense. You also, as a badger, have an incredible sense of smell that will lead you as well, too. You can use both of those, and each time you use them, you'll spend a hold until you turn back out of a badger. You now have... Okay, so you now have uh, three, two hold to spin. You've spent one already on that initial move. Um, you come, so Malfarin, what you see is um, a very quick, almost lightning change of a camel turn into a man with a very concentrated look on his face and then turn quickly again into a badger and go digging up through the sand. The mouth of the sandworm snaps shut quickly and you can choose to, I don't know, do whatever you want to do. <laughs> well, Malthorn would want to stay out as well. Um, I wasn't sure what Yellowman was going to do, but I did want to stay out. I want to try to dig my way up using my staff to like maybe try to poke a hole up, mm -hmm. um, possibly to, to to create a hole that might not completely close every time, but just dig my way out. All right. So do you follow the trail of the badger or you just dig randomly? Well, no, it, once he turns into a badger, then I would follow him. Okay, so you go up through that, and then I'm also... Uh, no, I think I'm going to have you just go be able to follow the badger when you give a big trail. There's no need to roll for that. Your head comes popping out into remarkably crisp and cold air. Not cold, uh, cool. Um, the sandstorm has left uh, through, has moved through um, on its merry way, and I'm going to continue to move it on. It's moving through, heading in this direction. Now, um, it's clear, it's, um, there's clouds in the sky, it's, I wouldn't say, I mean, it's cool for a desert, it's still really hot, but it's not as hot as it was before. It also probably feels cool to you because you were just buried under some very hot sand. <laughs> you come out, there's sand in your ears, your eyes, your nose, you're going to have some massive boogers there, but, you know, otherwise you are, you are just fine. The glass tower is in front of you. And Rowan, right as you pick your head up out of the ground, you notice a couple of things. Uh, not Rowan, I'm sorry. Yeah, is that what I meant? Rowan? Getting confused. Mm, Maltharen. Uh, Maltharen. Uh... You notice a couple of things, and I'm going to start moving things out of the way so I can see things better. The sandworm for now is gone. And uh, uh, let's see, Maltharen, you pick your head up out of the sand. Shaking out your hair and your robes and all of that and stamping, and suddenly you feel a slight vibration upon the sand. And then you hear and see Rowan and Connor riding astride a very determined camel who is heading straight for you, uh, Maltharen and Yellowmane. It comes riding up. Um, but you see uh, a camel come in, 
on the sand. And then it skids up to about where the badger is, looks at the badger in confusion, looks around and gives a long, low moan of agony, looking around and sensing nothing. She stands there. Sitting on top of her is Rowan and Connor, looking like Rowan and Connor. Yellow Mane is a badger beside you, and Maltharen, Rowan, and Connor, or Yellow Mane, what do you do? Getting off the camel seems like a good plan. Yep. Okay, the camel is looking very confused and wandering around in circles. The glass tower sits before you, and it's uh, twinkling and beginning to glow again. Thanks for attending the RPG Academy and listening to our podcast. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. This podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize. But we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash the RPG Academy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We will use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out numerous ways. One, you can subscribe to our show on iTunes, or you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes or on Stitcher Radio. Also, if you clear your cookies and then visit Amazon or DriveThruRPG through our portal, we get a kickback from your orders, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like an RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at vrpgacademy.com, or you can reach us on social media such as Facebook and Google+. We are there under the RPG Academy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, Caleb G, at... The Caleb G. And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at The RPG Academy. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right.